everybody, welcome back to the DFA Sports Podcast. I am your host, Chris. I am by myself today. Jack is out of town in New York City. Uh, looks like I think he was trying to watch some games and, and do some stuff with the family, which is great for him. But uh, I wanted to get a, get our episode in for the week. Um, there's a lot to talk about, and I figure, you know, why not just kind of sit here and talk about what we can because we got a few weeks, maybe one or two left before the trade deadline. And there's obviously some big stuff going on when it comes to Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, et cetera. And so I wanted to get into this for those specific things. And there's just a lot of stuff going on trade-wise that I think is really interesting right now. Um, specifically, I don't really want to say the Soto stuff. I know that's a game changer for most of you know the next two to two years, two and a half years, what everybody says. And um, we can get into that first. But I really just want to kind of talk about the stuff that we need to talk about. Obviously, we've already talked about this, the Royals and their selling market. I'm still surprised they have not gotten rid of Benatendi yet already. Um, to be honest with you, the fact that him and Contreras were still on their teams during the All-Star break was only because the Royals and Cubs needed an All-Star player. And so they didn't they weren't allowed to be traded before the All-Star break. And I'm guessing they're needing a little bit of time um, to do so. Uh, before the MLB will allow the trades to go through just so it doesn't look like exactly what I just said, where they were just only on the team because they didn't want to trade them before so they could have an all-star player on the team. Since every single every single team has to have an all-star um, on, on the team, on the roster at all. So the fact that the Royals have nobody else, the Cubs really have. Ian Happ could have been on there too, um, but I would expect him to be traded as well. So the fact that you know the Cubs and Royals haven't traded those guys is a little disconcerting yet which means I don't really know what's going to happen. And that's the reason why I kind of want to talk about Soto, but I don't really want to because, um, to be honest with you, I don't think really much is going to happen in the big bat market, especially outfielder market, um, until he gets traded. I mean, all these other teams, the buyers right now, Astros, Blue Jays, Braves, Brewers, Cardinals, Dodgers, Mariners should be buying Mets, Padres, Phillies, Rays, Twins, Yankees, all the teams are basically in the hunt for, for the playoffs. Um, aren't really going to make any moves if they think they can still get somebody like Soto or even Otani, which has been floated around. They think they're going to trade Otani, but um, to ask for the same thing for Otani that you would get for Soto is a little too much with only a year and a half of control, um, unless you know and feel, comfort feel confident that you can re-sign him. So... Um, Soto's the same thing, but at least you get three playoff runs with Soto. You only get two with Otani. Um, but the thing with Otani is I honestly feel like he'd be a little bit better um, because he can pitch as well. So he can also bolster a, a rotation um, for some of these teams that need both. So like the Blue Jays could use Otani right now because, I mean, I'm not saying that their rotation's bad, um, but they may need somebody at the top end of it right now since Berrios has been struggling um, to kind of push everyone down and put them in their proper places with Barrios not being able to take over the number one spot. But other teams like the Mets don't need Otani, Padres really don't need Otani, the, uh, the Astros really don't need an Otani, even though they could use them. Cardinals could use an Otani, but they don't really have to have them either. The Dodgers, are, I mean, I don't really want to talk about the Yankees and Dodgers because they can use anybody because they're one of the only teams that will be able to buy both those players and maintain them. They're used to spending money. The thing that, that gets me is that the, the Red Sox aren't on here. Uh, the Red Sox definitely need hitting and pitching with all their injuries. So I would be kind of interesting to see what they would do with an Otani trade, but I don't really don't know if that's going to happen. Um, again, I think Otani goes into the, the either on the opposite coast in the American League or just straight to the National League. 
um, if they're going to trade him at all, to be honest with you. I, I don't know if they will. The, personally, for me, I think they should trade him and Trout, maybe not both this year, but they need to trade them both. I know it's it's ridiculous to say I want to trade two of the top five players in the league um, from your team, but the thing that's most ridiculous is they can't even build a winning team around two of the top five players in the league. So uh, Trout's been there for 10-plus years, and they can't get anything done. He's you know wasted the uh, well, some would say the prime part of his his career because he gets hurt so much he's only going to get hurt even more when he gets older um but otani he's been wasted as well too i mean he was he was injured for one year he won the uh the, the mvp and in my opinion should probably win the mvp again this year so we'll see if he continues to do what he's doing obviously if he puts up 200 innings with you know 200 strikeouts and has a two era two something era and still hits you know 48 home runs and has a, a good OPS and stuff like that. Um, he should win the, the the MVP in the American League again, unless Judge just goes absolutely bonkers in the second half. So, but that and that's possible. A judge could do that. But that's a whole other whole other video uh, and a whole other segment on that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, looking here at the buyer and sellers market for the sales uh, for the for the trade deadline, it's all coming down to where Juan Soto is going to go first. And so we can't really talk about some of these other players like Ben Attendee. Um, Contreras and some of these other guys. I mean, uh, the Pirates looking to be selling, you know, Reynolds and stuff like that. So um, the pitching market's different. We could talk about the pitching market if we really wanted to with Montas and um, Castillo from the Reds. Uh, and personally, for me, I think those are going to go to big market teams. I think the Reds, um, the Reds trade the Yankees, Castillo, um, and I think uh, I don't, I don't want to see the Dodgers go for Montas. I would like to see the Brewers, not the Brewers, yeah, the Brewers grab Montas, um, but I don't know if they're going to. Uh, I think that makes the best sense for them because they don't need to pencil Montas in as the number one. He can be their number two, uh, which allows um, them to lengthen out their their rotation for the end of the season, which is good. I know they're going to need it against Cardinals because Cardinals are going crazy right now. Um, for me personally, Juan Soto. Let's just get into Juan Soto and all the rumors that are going around with him. They have a pretty high asking price. They want four to five young players, either prospects or big leaguers, with or with that have low ser low service time. Service time meaning, you know, they barely put any time into the actual majors, so they have a lot of team control. And so, I mean, Juan Soto would be worth it as long as you know you can re-sign him. I mean, I think giving up four to five young players right now, to, if you're in a window where you think you could win a World Series in the next two three years. Um, this year specifically, if you think you're feeling really good and you want to add him to a lineup to lengthen that um, and then maybe try to do something the next two years afterwards, he wouldn't be a bad ad for four to five players. Um, but for somebody like the Yankees, I don't think they want to do that right now because they still need to, um, you know, figure out what's going on with Judge. I mean, they, I mean, Jason Dominguez is going to be able to come up and some say he might end up being just as good. I mean, obviously, we don't know yet. Juan Soto is a proven commodity so we don't really know what's going to happen with Dominguez but I personally wouldn't give up Dominguez I would just try to sign Judge um, and make some minor moves like maybe a Ben Attendee um, and a Castillo and call it a call it a, a, an offseason because I think Ben Attendee specifically gives you good defense um, and as, as an all-around hitter it allows you to put him somewhere in the middle of the lineup to lengthen it when it comes to RBI chances for some other people and give people rests um, on off days and then you won't really have that big of an issue with like having to have LeMahieu lead off or having nobody to hit behind LeMahieu or nobody to give any any type of protection to Stanton and Judge in the number five or six hole. Because um, that's really the biggest thing that they're looking at right now. I mean, you got LeMahieu, Judge, 
um, Stanton and and then Rizzo. Those are your big hitters. And then really after that, you kind of have some hit and miss people right now. The Yankees are are obviously really good, but they're not doing too well against the Astros. So I don't really care how good their team is during the regular season if they don't have the depth of hitting. Um, when I say hitting, I mean even con- a few contact guys because somebody like Joey Gallo is not going to be able to do anything for them in the playoffs if he goes up there and goes one for 12 with a home run and 11 strikeouts. At that point, the Yankees would rather have a Benatendi who goes, you know, five for 12 with five doubles and maybe a few walks and a couple stolen bases and, and some plays some really, really good defense. And it allows that lineup to lengthen out and get deeper into bullpens against some of these teams that have ridiculously good starting pitching. So um, I don't think Juan Soto goes to the Yankees unless the Yankees just kind of feel like they need to make a splash. I don't feel like they do need to make a splash. I mean, they obviously are really good right now. They're they're leading the league with with their record, but I don't know how long that's gonna that's gonna come up. So um, it looks like today and or yesterday was the day that they said that they wanted four to five. Um, today being the 24th, they also said the Pirate, uh, the Padres and the Yankees are the top contenders. Now, obviously, we know why the, the Yankees are one of the top contenders is because they do have the capital to do so. Same with the Padres. I feel like the Padres would make a little bit better bet. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do what they need to do to get him because it looks like um, also what they said on the same same ticket is the reason why the Padres and the Yankees are the top so far is because they might be the willing to take the Patrick Corbin contract, which is a really, really, really poor contract that they signed um, after the uh, the World Series, where he did really well there, but they signed him to a, you know, a six-year deal when he was 33. That's not good usually in terms of baseball. Most people that sign long-term deals, especially after, after they're 42 or 32, in baseball really don't pan out the end of those contracts. And he obviously has not been pitching very well this year. So the team that's going to get Soto is going to have to eat that contract as well, which is a lot. I mean, you're looking at, you know, nearly 60 million owed after this season for the next, you know, year and a half, two years. So um, anybody, any team that takes that will take that contract on as well. I'm, I'm not sitting here and think that, you know, some of these teams don't really want to do that. Um, I know the other team that would personally for me and a lot of people have been talking about is the Cardinals. And for me, I think that would make the most sense. Um, he, I feel like Juan Soto just feels like a Cardinal. He's one of those players that, you know, keeps his mouth shut. I don't really want to say it like keeps his mouth shut. He's not flashy. He has his little, you know, Soto shuffle and stuff like that that he does. But when he hits the ball, he just goes about his business. I feel like he'd fit in really well with Arenado and Goldschmidt. Um, and Molina and all those guys out there, and he'd be really, really good for them in the outfield. They could use another outfield bat. Um, if the card, if the Cardinals don't take Soto, I think they should go after Benintendi as well because that would fit really well in there. They do need a lefty um, in their lineup. And so that's kind of what we're looking for on the Soto. Everybody keeps saying maybe the Giants. I don't think that would work. Um, maybe a small market team. I don't think that will work because most of these teams that are going to try to get Juan Soto are going to try to get him so they can re-sign him in two years. So um, teams like, you know, the Mariners, Rays, Padres, I don't really know if they're going to be able to do that. The Cardinals, everybody keeps saying they're a smaller market than, you know, the Mets, Blue Jays, White Sox, Dodgers, etc. Um, I feel like the Cardinals are a pretty, pretty well-off team, and they do really well with big contracts, but they're smart about what they do. Um, they're not just giving out random contracts to people that, you know, like a Patrick Corbin contract that we were talking about, which is the reason why I don't know if the the Cardinals will be in on that deal because I don't think they want to take on that really, you know, hellish contract that they, they would get from the Nationals. 
the Cardinals are really good about keeping their their payroll pretty lean. And when I say lean, I mean they don't really make a lot of bad contracts. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I mean, we can see kind of where they're at with that when they walked away from Pujols and that it ended up being a really good deal. I mean, Pujols was one of the best hitters in the history of the game when he played for the Cardinals, and then they could see the decline starting to happen. They didn't offer him a contract, and he went to the Angels, had one or two decent years, and then kind of fell off a cliff from where he was. So I feel like they know what they're doing. Um, I wouldn't see the, the the Cardinals making a huge splash in the trade market, even though I feel like if they did get a Juan Soto, it would push them over the edge in the, in the National League Central, um, unless the Brewers do something crazy. But I feel like the Cardinals are positioned pretty well to make it into the playoffs, and once they get in, they're going to do really well. So the team that I feel like is going to get Soto, to be honest with you, um, hopefully, I wish, I hope, I hope it was the Mets. Um, I just don't feel like they're ready to, to come off of uh, Francisco Alvarez, their catcher, who it would be obviously one of the players that the, the Washington Nationals would want. You know, with Alvarez being a top five overall prospect in the baseball, I just don't feel like the Mets with their hole at catching right now. When I say hole, I mean they don't have a, you know, solid superstar guy in, in that position. With Alvarez being able to come up maybe in, you know, August, late August, September, to get some reps and see how he just kind of assimilates, you know, you may, you never know. He may come up and just be an absolute baller. And so they could, you know, he could do what Gary Sanchez did when Gary Sanchez came up. And it looks like he's going to do that. He's been raking in the minor leagues. And so, you know, do you want Soto for two and a half years? Or do you want maybe a catcher to round out your current lineup and lengthen that out, um, which somebody like Jason DeGrom has been throwing to in his rehab starts? And says he likes it, you know, he's a good good frame with baseball and stuff like that without having to mortgage your entire, you know, farm system to get some guy that, you know, is is good. Don't don't get me wrong. Soto's a generational talent, but two and a half years of that may not be worth, you know, the next twenty years of of baseball and in, in the Mets when they just started actually getting competitive again from the last twenty years. So um other than that, uh, you know, people that we want to look at, the the Astros, Blue Jays, I would feel good if the Blue Jays did get a team get somebody. Um, I feel like they do need something somewhere. They need something to keep them going. They are doing really, really well right now. Um, obviously, since they changed their their manager, they've been kind of putting it on people. They're seven and one since they got the new manager. So, um, but the the problem is is going to be, you know, what are, what are we going to do with the Blue Jays if they can't catch the the Yankees? Because I mean, I don't think in a three games set in the wild card or anything like that, that they're going to be a team that's going to be able to stand out and get above somebody like the Astros um, or even maybe the, the Rays. The Rays seem to be like a team that would be able to um, kind of combat what the, what the Blue Jays do, which is just bludgeon the ball with their, with their plethora of arms that they're going to bring out of the bullpen. So they know how to basically work around them. They're in the same division. They do a good job of, of beating up on them when they can. So, Really, for me, it's going to be um, with the Blue Jays is going to be staying healthy. Their young core should stay healthy, but their pitchers need to come back. I, I would expect Barrios to have a good second half if he can put some stuff together. If he doesn't show signs of being able to put it together in the next week or so um, after the All-Star break, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade for somebody like a Montas, which to me, not a bad trade. He's good. Um, he's not going to be the number one in your lineup, which is fine. Um, the only thing that Toronto really has going for them is that most of the players that play, I mean, half the teams aren't even be able to go up and play in Toronto because uh, of their, their restrictions on COVID. I mean, like the Royals had 10 starters not be able to go. Um, Arenado and Goldschmidt aren't even be able to go up to Toronto when the Cardinals play them. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where the Toronto's going to have a little, they have a decently easy schedule. 
um, decently easy on the second half, and it's going to be even easier if people can't bring their whole team. So, um, But other than that, I mean, it looks pretty good for them. I still feel like the Blue Jays are the, the going to end up being in the American League Championship Series, and to me right now I think it's going to be the Astros. Um, I would have said the Mariners like I did at the beginning of the, the, the year. The problem is that the Mariners – just got absolutely destroyed by the Astros to, uh, yesterday. Um, they are getting just demolished by them today. I just feel like the Mariners are two pieces away from being able to be a decent club this year. Um, they're setting themselves up to be really good in the future, but I feel like they need one or two guys, especially pitching-wise. One more pitcher to go with uh, Gilbert, um, you know, and, and their, their guys up there, and they definitely need two more bats. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be willing to buy some bats. I mean, I keep bringing up Ben Attendi. Um, it wouldn't be bad for me, to be honest with you, if they got Ben Attendi and Merrifield from the Royals. I just don't think the Royals would do that. Um, even though, you know, Emerson Hancock looked un- unhittable in the Futures game. And I feel like when he comes up for the Mariners in a year, that will change their team um, as long as they can get somebody else to, to come come up and hit. I mean, with Kalinick not being any anywhere good at all, even though he was one of the top touted prospects, and he's just been kind of a lame duck since he came up. And then um, but Julio Rodriguez has shown some life, which is the reason why I feel like they're going to be good. They have a lot of, you know, Kyle Lewis was a rookie of the year candidate. He's been hurt. Um, a lot of their team has been hurt. And so we'll see how they do in the second half. I mean, they had that 14-game win streak going into the – into the um, all-star break. So we'll see if they can carry it forward based on what I'm seeing now. It's not looking like they're having a good series, but they are playing the best team in the American league. In my opinion, the Houston Astros right now. So um, they just really need to kind of get Robbie Ray back on track. Um, I mean, I understand he gave up six runs to the Astros that happens, but not in three innings. I mean, he needs to be a little better than that. Kyle Lewis did come back today. So that was good for them, Um, but they do need some maybe catching help. Uh, you know, kind of go from there. I don't know. It looks like Rodriguez is out today. Uh, just may probably do from just playing. I hope he's not hurt. Um, but the Astros just look unbeatable. I mean, they—they everybody they keep bringing up is is really good. I feel like if they went and got a Frankie Montas, they would be um, my my favorite to win the World Series from the American League. Um, from the National League, I know everybody likes to jump on the Dodgers. I don't know if that's who I want to pick from the National League as as my current favorite with or without any. I mean, if Jacob deGrom can come back and be Jacob deGrom, then I would pick the Mets. The problem with that is it's taken him a while. I don't know if he's just kind of holding off because he doesn't want to push himself and they, they know they're in a prime position to be in the playoffs. Or They were 9 or 10 games up, and the Braves kind of went on a 15-game out of 17-game winning streak, and they're only one game back now. But the Braves are the Braves, and they really have the same team outside of, you know, losing Freddie Freeman and gaining Matt Olson. So in the statistics-wise and sabermetrics, it's about the same. It's not really anything completely different. And so when you look at it, the Mets are primed this year to go and do stuff and, and be a really good team. The question is, are they going to do what it takes to, to get there? Um, I feel like they need one more bat, uh, honestly, um, Nelson Cruz to me would be the guy that they should go get. Um, if they were going to go get somebody, Ben Attendee or Soto would be great. Uh, Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ wouldn't be a bad, um, grab if they could get that for cheap without having to, you know, sell off Alvarez, um, or, or their, their number one pitching prospect. Um, again, they could use the outfield help Dominic Smith. They should probably get rid of, I know he's been on the IL, but he hasn't really been who they thought they were going to be. 
Um, but they do need a hitting catcher. Wilson Contreras is defensively as good as uh, as who they have right now. I mean, Nitto is really good defensive catcher, but Wilson Contreras' bat completely changes that um, when it comes to whether they would have him. I mean, he may be a slight step down defensively, but his offense is way more um, than, than Nitto. So um, I think the Mets could do really well with trading with the Cubs right now, maybe get a couple prospects. Um, not Alvarez because they're not going to give up Alvarez for just control uh, one season rental for the playoffs. So unless they feel like this is the year, the only year they're going to be able to make the uh, the World Series and stuff. But um, Phillies need to get uh, one more starting pitcher. I feel like if they got one extra starting pitcher and then got everybody kind of healthy and ready to go, they'd be good. Um, a lot of their rookies, quote unquote rookies this year, um, have been hurt all year, and they've gotten a lot of playing time being on and off the, the IL. So I like what they're doing with that. That might come in handy later down the road. You know, with uh, Verling doing pretty well this year, but, you know, Schwarber Hoskins, Castellanos, Baum Gregorius have been hitting really, really well. Uh, I don't know, really like Derek Hall. He's okay. Um, but the thing that's getting me is Wheeler, Nola haven't really been Wheeler, Nola, and Gibson – is a good number three, but he's your number three, and he's your last option in the playoffs. You don't want him to have to start a bunch of games in the playoffs and, and act like you're going to go from there. Um, but they really need Real Muto to come back. Bryce Harper should be coming back. Segura should be coming back. They need to get Mickey Moniak back on track, um, and they'll be good to go once they get all those guys. And so I know it seems like a long shot, but once the Phillies get those guys back, they're going to have a really tough lineup. And once they get into the playoffs, they, they bludgeon the baseball. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe traded for a big pitcher. Um, they could be in the running for Castillo. I just feel like the the Yankees are going to be able to, to give more for that. And I really don't know if the Phillies are going to be all in invested, even though they did make a pretty big investment this offseason with Schwarber and Cassiano signing. So the problem with them is that Bryce Harper got hurt. Um, when Bryce Harper went down, it really kind of hurt them um, in the long run. But the question is going to be, can Harper come back? Can Abdul Carrera keep playing? Can Real Muto play? Can Segura come back off injury? And will somebody like Mickey Moniak be able to actually start kind of playing center field so that you can move Verling to where he's supposed to be in left field and like Schwarber DH? So, um, you know, it's going to be kind of kind of weird. I just don't really know what they're going to be doing here. I, I like the way they look lineup-wise. I just don't know if they're going to make the necessary moves. I feel like I picked the Phillies to make it to the NLCS, but I just don't know with all their injuries if they're going to be able to sustain it. Right now, they're in the hunt for the wild card. They are not technically in the wild card just now. They're one game back. But I don't feel like the, the Padres um, are going to keep it up um, unless they make a big move. I mean, they have two. They won two. The Braves are seven games up, so I feel like they're, they're good to go. Um, but the Cardinals are not going to let, let up. I feel like if the Phillies are going to not win the division because they're not going to against the Mets and the Braves, um, they're going to have to chase down the Padres. And if the Padres don't make any moves at the break, then I think the Phillies can do it. And once they get everybody off of their, um, well, off the IL and go, kind of go from there. So um, really other than that, I don't really see much else going on in the trade deadline. There's going to be a lot of little minor stuff. Um, nothing that we really want to talk about outside of the Soto stuff. Um, there's And then the pitching, the two pitchers of, you know, Castillo and, and Montas, but really, the only thing that's going to shake up the landscape of baseball is going to be if, you know, Soto gets traded to somebody, even the Mets in division, or even in staying in the NL and go to the Cardinals or the Padres. That'll shake things up. And if Otani gets traded, my prediction is if they trade Otani this offseason or this this 
this uh, trade deadline, which I do not think is going to happen. If they trade him this this trade deadline or even in the offseason, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Trout asked to be traded internally. He's not going to make that public because he's that that's not his style. Um, but then, you know, we'll see a completely different Angels franchise. I mean, if you wait now, I mean, Otani will only have one year, so it'll be kind of like a rental um, during the winter meetings if they traded him. I think now would be the time to get the most out of him because you got a lot of teams that are ready to buy. And if the Blue Jays are willing to give up, what a lot of these people are saying they're willing to give up for Otani. I know you're not. I mean, if you, you've had four years to try to build a team around the Angels, Mike Trout and, and Otani. So if you can't do it that way already, I mean, Rendon has been who we thought he was. He had one good year with the Nationals and won the World Series, and then he just kind of faded away into nothing and rode off in the sunset, pulled a Alex Gordon, Ryan Howard, Chris Davis type thing where he got his contract and just kind of disappears and, and doesn't play anymore. So, um I just don't know what's going to happen with the Angels. They need a, a revamp of their of their, you know, front office if they think they're going to start doing what they're doing. If they're going to keep Trout and Otani, they need a revamp of the front office to try to really put to, put together a, a quality team, because you can't waste two of the best players of our generation on the same team and not be able to even come close to making the playoffs. So, Trout's made the playoffs one time, got swept by us, uh, an inferior team, the Royals of 2014. Um, they shouldn't have swept them. They swept them. It was horrible. The entire team did poorly. Trout did poorly. There was no hype around the Angels at that time, even though the, they were the number one seed in the American League. So it's just it's a shame that the Angels are doing what they're doing, but that's kind of how the Angels have been, except for in the early 2000s for me. Um, my recent history of watching them, I've really never really seen them be an equality team um, for the last 12 to 15 years. So I would like for them to be better. Especially, I would like to see everybody see Mike Trout and Otani because, you know, playoff baseball is when things get really, really fun to watch. And being able to watch two of the best players, I mean, the the, the Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig combo of our generation um, in the playoffs is what you want. And so that's kind of what made the Yankees the Yankees. They had all the best players and they kept going to the playoffs and winning all the time. It's the reason why the Yankees are who they are. So um, the fact that the Angels have no hype at all um, is a little disconcerting for the a American League West. So. Um, other than that, I think everything looks pretty good. I wouldn't be surprised if the the Royals are big sellers. Um, Tigers maybe sell one or two pieces. I don't think they're going to sell a bunch. So Oakland's going to get rid of their two main guys, which is their catcher, Sean Murphy and Montas. Nationals maybe get rid of Soto and Corbin if somebody will take the Corbin package with them, which is going to be unlikely. Um, Cubs, Reds are going to get rid of all of their guys. The Pirates, I don't really see them getting rid of Brian Reynolds. They could. Um, hopefully they do. He could do really, really well on another team. He's also another outfield bat that would look good in Seattle, in my opinion. He would even look good in the Mets. Um, the question is going to be, what are these teams willing to give up for Brian Reynolds? Um, he's a great player, but he's not a game changer like Soto or Otani. Um, and he's not like... I mean, he's, he, I put him on the on the Benatendi line of where how good he could be for the team and how and the lineup lengthening he can do for everybody. So... Um, he wouldn't look bad in a Padres uniform either. I uh, know he's not going to go to the Cardinals or Brewers. Obviously, the pod, the, you know, the NL Central is one of the most historic divisions, and they hate each other, and they're not going to trade in division. So I would love to see um, a lot of trades go on. I mean, it's good for baseball to have a bunch of stuff go on in the trade deadline. So we'll see how it goes from there. I uh, appreciate everybody. Um, stay tuned for the next couple weeks for some big trade deadline news. That's my breakdown of what's going to happen in the next couple weeks and what needs to happen, what my thoughts are on that. So... Uh, appreciate everybody, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace.